Welcome to Spirits Podcast, episode 36, Your Urban Legends with Eric Schneider. Uh, guys, I'm so excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys sent in some real good stuff. So a few months ago, we asked you to send in your urban legends and hometown folklore, and y'all showed up. You showed up. We got dozens of emails uh, with great stories, so many that we had to share some of our favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We decided that we had to share the fun, so we invited editor Eric to read some with us. And as always happens when Eric is on the show, we got super, super silly. So buckle up, because you might hear your hometown story read to you by our very sultry voices. But first... They're super sultry. Housekeeping. Recommendation corner first, Amanda? Yes. Okay, uh, so what have you been listening to slash watching slash reading this week? Uh, so I've been reading Tana French Mysteries. She is like an Irish mystery novelist. Um, I just today came back from vacation, uh, which is great to see you, Julia, but very sad to be back from vacation. It was very, very yes. relaxing. And there's nothing I love more than sitting by a pool reading a thriller or a mystery novel. And Tana is my favorite. She is, like I said, Irish. There's lots of like great Irish slang. It's all like, it's called the Dublin Murder Squad, the series that I love. So so it's just like lady detectives often um, in Ireland solving very, very good mysteries. It's great writing. It's sometimes occult AF. Y'all would love it. Nice. That sounds amazing. And I am the most jealous that you got to spend all that time on vacation by the pool reading mystery novels. Sorry. I'm the most jealous person. Yep, I understand. It's fine. But what have you been reading or listening to? Um, so this week, I want to recommend a new audio drama, which is produced by our good friend Misha Stanton of Ars Paradoxica and Bright Sessions fame. Hey. It is amazing. It is called The Far Meridian, and it is about a lighthouse keeper who wakes up each morning to find that her lighthouse has been transported somewhere new. It's such a good concept. I'm so jealous. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, the first two episodes are actually out right now, and they are like audio paintings. They're Gorgeous. I would expect nothing less of Misha. Um, and speaking of gorgeous, let's take some time to thank our wonderful patrons. Welcome to the newest members of our patron squad, Marie, Phoebe, Emily, and Stephanie. And thank you to Ryan and Mary who upgraded their pledges. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And as always, to our supporting producer-level patrons, Leanne, Shannon, Phil, Catherine, Christina, MCF, Megan, Sarah, Katie, Derek, and Deborah. You creepy yet wonderful fodder for Urban Legends. All right, let's finish things up. We had so much fun with this episode, and we want to hear more of your stories. They are so addictive. Every time an email comes in, I text Julia like, oh my god, a new one came in. Let's read it together. They're really, really good. So please send us more at spiritspodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. Or you can submit one on our website, spiritspodcast.com, or finally, message us anytime, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we are at spiritspodcast. Or you can just chat with us on Twitter or Facebook, or you can hang out with us on Instagram at spiritspodcast too. Sometimes we hang out in live sessions. Sometimes we just post photos of the drinks that we're drinking that night. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to have a new live stream soon, and $10 and $15 patrons can look out for an email shortly about this month's live stream. Hell yeah, they can. Quick, Amanda, what did we drink this week? It was dealer's choice. So uh, you had a gin and tonic. I had a homemade Manhattan because, you know, sometimes you got to treat yourself. And uh, Eric, Eric was also sipping on some whiskey. You nailed it. Got it in one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
All right, listeners, without further ado, enjoy Spirits Podcast episode 36, Your Urban Legends with Eric Schneider. It's a Spirits Team special. Hey. Did you want us to join in with you on that one? Because it seemed like we did. But I didn't know what you were going to say. No, because only A, only one of you can look at me right now. Okay. And B, I am just very animated. I'm really tired. You're like hype right now. I spent a lot of time in the Apple store today. God, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. What's up, Eric? Hello. I'm here. Again. Third time champ. Third time champ. I mean, you're part of the team, my dude. It's not even... I am on more episodes than any other guest. That's true. You can you can brag about that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it is. It's funny that, you know, you are part of the team. And like when we sign emails and Patreon stuff like the Spirits team, I mean, it means the three of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're just our silent partner, like enabling all of the audio stuff. You're our until, until the best episodes show up with me in them. And then I'm no That's longer true. the silent partner. Yeah. My episodes aren't the best. I appreciate when you're not silent. Shh, yes, they are. It's okay. It's Taylor okay. Poe remains my favorite. Taylor Poe is Taylor the Poe's most convoluted episode. episode we've ever done. It really uh, is. Well, we have we have lots of things to share with you today. Uh, emails from the audience, from you. Yes, from we get to hear your urban legends this week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I am really, really pumped about it, including one that's vaguely Taylor Bones esque. Yes. So we've uh, or Taylor Poe esque. And you, uh, get, you gave it away. I did. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Julia, you seem really excited about yours. Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So my email is from a lady named Carrie. Thanks for taking the time to hear my hometown's mythical nonsense, LOL. I have this story for you, and I'd love for you to talk about it on an episode if you can. I'd love to hear what y'all think, especially while drinking. Good news. We are drinking. Good news, Kelly. Carrie. What's her name? Carrie. Carrie. Good, good. Please remember our people's names. Uh, I am literally drinking right now. I know, I know. Okay, so to jump in and give a little background, I grew up in south side of San Antonio, Texas. My father owns land and currently lives off a well-known street called Applewhite Road. It is really on the outskirts of San Antonio, but but everyone who has grown up here knows the history of San Antonio. Before Applewhite Road expanded and the Toyota plant uh, was placed there, I just pictured oh a God. like a like uh, gigantic fig tree with little Toyotas on it. I don't know why, okay, <laughs> but it just it really sprung to mind the Toyota plant. The Toyota plant. Oh, God. All right. Oh, God. So the Toyota plant was... (laughs) Eric just got it there, okay? It took me a minute. You had to re-say Toyota plant. And then I put put it together, and it's pretty good. Uh, it's, It's funny because I did no work in that in that joke like i just i just misheard something and a dumb image came to mind and yet i appreciate that you appreciate it <laughs> guys there are like four more paragraphs let me get through okay, this okay, okay. um so the toyota plant was placed there and brought lots of job opportunities he's <laughs> <laughs> so much right now oh, this goof has become part of it so the area used to be just a one-lane road from San Antonio to Hill ca- uh, Country. To Hill Country. Later, when it started to populate in the mid-1990s, the street expanded into a two-lane street and was still surrounded by a line of trees. Well, shut up! <laughs> I need both of you so fucking much right now. I'm so sorry, Carrie. This is a good bit. <laughs> 
Carrie, your email is so good. It's so good and so, so detailed. Something about Eric being on the show with us just just makes me the dumbest that I'm possibly be. Okay, That's guys, there were no there were no lampposts, and at night it was completely pitch black. I remember as a child, my father would avoid the street after dark. My mother, on the other hand, who per- would purposely drive down the street at night to get a fright out of us, which usually happened. Sounds like a good mom. Everyone used to call this one-lane bridge the Donkey Lady Bridge. It has been closed off for several years. They built a bigger, better bridge on the other side. The story has different variations of what happened, but this is what I have always been told. Somewhere between the 1930s and 1950s, there was a girl who was born deformed with donkey legs. Huh. No, like you, you guys laughed for 20 goddamn minutes about <laughs> a Toyota tree or a Toyota plant, but you can't be weirded out by donkey I mean, legs? Can, Come on. I can kind of imagine that. That's like a thought. A tree with a bunch of <laughs> Priuses on it suck. is a whole new image. I'm so done with you all. No, I mean, that would be horrifying to see in real life. Undeniably horrifying to see in real life. I just feel like mythologically i've seen something like i can i know how to process that image okay yeah or like mr tumnus like you know goat legs okay, but, okay. but goat, goat person bottom half is a little bit different anyway but we all know that i am horrified by by parts being reported shouldn't be yes okay so this meaning she had the exact legs of a donkey with hooves hair and all she used to wear long dresses to cover them to ensure that no one would find out yeah good plan her mother and father neglected her because they oh. were ashamed of course well, not of course. I'm sorry. I don't mean of course. No, but like they were, they were shitty. They were shitty. Yeah. Like, of course. Um, like any good myth, the parents are usually shitty in the myth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Whether she was abandoned, I'm not sure. During school, she was bullied for her shyness and kids soon found out she was born with donkey legs when pushing her to the ground and her dress coming up. Oh. The kids ran amok, telling all their parents and the gossip of her deformity traveled throughout the community. This little girl eventually grew up and had her own family. Back then, deformity was not easily accepted, and so years later, the people of the community went over to the lady's house and burned it to the ground with her and her two children inside. They say that she never forgave the community for what they did and how they treated her uh, all of those awful years. So they say that she haunts the actual road and bridge of Applewhite. In other versions of the story, she was a normal woman and had two children. She was disfigured in the house fire, and her children died in that fire. So she haunts the area looking for their souls. It is said that this bridge and down the road of Applewhite Road, you can hear her chasing you and running after your car while driving. That's horrifying. (gasps) You can hear hooves and donkey noises or hoofing like a horse does. You can hear it keeping up with the side of your car while driving. She waits under the bridge and tries to scare off anyone who enters her territory. Very territorial donkeys. All right. Uh, some people have also... Are they, are they I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure donkeys just, like, hang out in the in the barnyard, like, sad that they aren't horses. But, like, if they had children, you know, like, all mama animals are protective of their babies. All right. All right. I, I normally just see donkeys alone, like, in the corner of the petting Whatever. Um, some people have also seen red eyes and a figure of her themselves. A normal-looking woman with the legs of a donkey. Also, people have seen her deformed and disfigured from the said fire. I never understood why that particular road until five years ago. The city of San Antonio had built a travel park with trails in the back 
roads near Medina Lake. You could either mountain bike through the trails or they have walking slash hiking trails. Applewhite Road crosses over that river at one point and you can see it on a map or if you Google it, the Donkey Lady Bridge. My sister and I went hiking through there when it first opened and we noticed about 15 to 20 minutes of walking on one trail that there was an old abandoned house that looked burnt. No! Why would you go there? No, no, no. Now it's real. It was more like a shell. There were also several fireplaces just out by themselves, like uh, as if a house had once sit around them each. It was really creepy. I think maybe if it's a true story, that could be the place. I'm not sure. But that is what I do know about the story, or at least one version of it. Hope you all enjoyed the story. We did. It was terrifying. We did. Uh, there are more stories that are interesting around San Antonio. I thought this one was the most widely known in our area. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's adorable. That's such a yeah. specific, uh, you Wait, know. Adorable? Hold on, let's back up to Julia say that was adorable. No, no, no. It's like her email was adorable. The oh, okay. information was terrifying. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, like a uniquely horrifying image. And like, you know, like, uh, I don't want to be like body shaming of people you know, in any way. <laughs> with donkey legs? Like, I don't, think, like, I don't like, think we have to be too concerned with any listeners with I don't think anyone's going to be like, how dare you talk about that? I've had donkey legs my entire life. So, Carrie, thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah, no, that was great. Speaking of, like, weird sounds, this is a legitimate thing that happened to me, like, two hours ago. I was at work Ooh, and I was exciting. using our... This is a this is on the man on the street urban legend. I was <laughs> throwing you. stuff into our dumpster at work, and the it like compacts it and stuff because we're clearing out a room. And uh, I swear to God, I heard a voice go like, "Hey there!" from inside the ca- trash compactor. And cool. I'm sure it was a box, like, just expanding weird and, like, scratching up against itself. But I literally was just like, hello? And then I just closed the door. <laughs> like, it's the ghost of Han Solo who got stuck in like, that oh, trash no. compactor. I'm like, there's no way that, like, a person could be in there at all. There's just not a possibility for it. So I know that's not possible. I was like, I'm just going to go now. I'm all alone in this building. See ya. Wow. I'll often imagine uh, possible scary things. I'm like, wow, what if, what if like in those bushes over there as I'm walking to the subway late at night had like eyes in them and, and like I, I imagine them so vividly. Joyce, give me really judgmental. What's wrong with your brain? <laughs> no, What's wrong I'm with, with your Amanda. brain? <laughs> I'm with Amanda on this. Sometimes I will think, I mean, this is a classic class shark situation. In which you convince yourself that a terrifying thing is there. A a shark in the swimming pool. The girl from the ring next to your bed. Eyes in a bush. This is... I completely understand this situation. Do you guys just want to make your lives more horrifying? Like, my life is scary enough without me imagining, like, shit jumping out of the bushes. I I just, I don't know. It just, the the thought comes to me. I read too much fantasy, sci-fi, and horror as a kid, I guess. Oh, my God. You guys are weirdos. I don't know. All right, Eric, do you want to read yours now? I would love to read mine. Alrighty, I am going to read mine now. I'm a very bad public reader, but through the magic of editing... You'll never know. That's okay. You heard mine. Through the magic of editing, you didn't notice that one either. 
<laughs> yeah, Eric, you're you're truly the the Batman of podcasting. Where the the better you're, is that the right? Like the better you do your job, the less people notice it. No, Batman. That's not Bat- what Batman's you always about. See Batman but, doing but shit. isn't Batman j- just like silently waiting for a chance to like do? He good should work? be. Yeah, that's why he dresses up as it. a bat. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, true. but then he like drives like a. But then he drives like the Batmobile, which is like a big machine and like blow stuff no, up eric and... that's what i'm saying he has no chill batman has no chill batman has he's no like chill. he's very like i'll hide in the shadows until i beat all of you like these 20 men down and then and then strap them up into lights and so the bat signal forms like i'm like nah, the he has spider-man no chill. podcasting because spider-man's okay. really cool or like the devil of hell's <laughs> okay. kitchen just like hanging there's, out there's the not an analogy looking there. It's I'm sorry, like Eric, Spider-Man. that's the most, like, white geek choice you could have possibly I made. I know, but you know okay. what? But you know what? He does all that web slinging. It's real fun. <laughs> sure, okay. It's a lot of fun. All right, the next story comes to us from Ashton, and it is titled Bloody Bones, a.k.a. How My Hillbilly Grandfather Entertained Himself by Terrifying Small Children. I haven't read the it The best email yet. title. Julie and Amanda <laughs> sifted through these. I don't know yeah, what's about I, like, I, to happen. At I all. didn't read a lot of them. Like I read maybe the first couple of sentences of each of them just so we could get a feel of who should read them and whatnot. And Eric, this one kind of stood out for me for you. So go ahead. Yeah, we, we just saw about the title to say about like, me, well. but here we go. Alrighty, my grandparents lived in a tiny town outside Ashland, Kentucky, literally in the middle of the woods. Ashton also writes, uh, read this in my most Appalachian accent that I can manage, but I am uh, definitely not even going to try <laughs> to butcher an accent We like do not that. blame you. It's okay. At night, we would hear where the crickets and the running water of the crick, more commonly known as a creek, I would call it a crick as well. So I would call it a creek because you're a weirdo. Because we're Yankees. No, it's a crick. So the running water of the crick that cut through their backyard. When we were about eight years old, my grandfather told my cousin and I the story of Bloody Bones. In the trees lives Bloody Bones. He wanders from hill to hill, looking for small children that stay out past sundown. He likes to stay close to the water. Rivers, lakes, ponds, puddles, and creeks. You don't hear him coming. You won't see him running because he stays in the trees or the water until he jumps on land on top of you to eat the flesh off your bones alive. So... Not great so far. <laughs> it's a very fast, scary thing. Silent. Yeah, I, I'm picturing a bloody skeleton, but I don't think that works if it is swimming in water. Like the blood would lived, wash away. But he also lives in the trees. I'm all about that though. So he's all yeah, over I was, the place. I was picturing a like hyena type thing, mm. like like you know, lost continent Australian type shit. But don't go looking for him either. During the day, he likes to keep hidden. If he sees you, he'll sit and wait. Keep your eyes off the tree line because if he's spotted, he attacks. But at night, nothing can keep you from the clutches of bloody bones. If he sees you, you're done for. Only a few have been able to escape him. I saw him once. He looks like a man, but he's not. He's about eight foot tall and three foot wide. (laughs) That's really specific dimensions. It sounds like a refrigerator. Yeah, he's a, he's a real refrigerator, man. Just like the refrigerator that got dropped on Randy Orton during the House of Horrors match. 
Yes. That was a joke specifically just for Eric. That's a joke just for the wrestling fans out there. (laughs) There we go. Hey. He's bright red because he's got no skin. His body... Oh, no, it gets worse. It's about to get worse. His body is made up of the children he eats. The more kids he eats, the larger he gets. He's got a big mouth with long teeth as long as, as sharp as razor blades. His fingers are long and he's got claws for fingernails. You better be careful. I saw something rustling in the trees earlier. Bloody Bones is nearby. <laughs> this is sounding more and more like a refrigerator as we go. I'm so terrified <laughs> by this. Like a repository of flesh, big gaping mouth, aka the door, and maybe there's just like a knife rack on the side. I can't. Yeah, so I think that's the whole thing because I think here's the re- here's the rest of what uh what Ashton wrote. He said, not only was this story terrifying because there's a large naked skinless man on the loose I mean, clearly. that's going to eat us, but my great-grandmother lived in a trailer behind my grandparents' house. In, Great. And in order to get there, we had to cross the creek via a small bridge my grandfather made. Naturally. Also, the little dirt path. Oh, what were you going to say? Don't do that. Don't cross the creek. Don't do well, it. They have, they have to to get there. But crossing water, like crossing running water is not, not a good night. idea. Not Don't a good do idea. it at night. Ugh. That's a good point. The little dirt path they would cross uh, was lined with trees. We'd always run home before the sun went down to avoid bloody bones. However, however, one night when we were about eight years old, we lost track of time and had to walk back to my grandparents' house in the dark. My cousin and I held each other close and ran, keeping our eyes on the ground with nothing but our flashlights for light. We were about 150 feet away from my grandparents' house when we hear something drop out of the trees yelling. (gasps) I don't know what's about to happen. We both dropped to the ground, screaming and crying. As we awaited our imminent deaths by being eaten by bloody bones, we heard laughter and a light shot at us. It was my grandfather who had climbed the tree earlier, <laughs> waited for us, and then jumped down to scare us for his own amusement. Your grandfather's this wasn't the, the only worst. time he had done this. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. Wow, Grandpa committed to the bit. I, he climbed a yeah. tree. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Your oh grandfather gosh. sounds like the best slash worst. Yeah, also if you want to learn more about Bloody Bones, there is a Wikipedia entrance. We will entrance link in the show notes. Check. Hell yeah. Awesome, Ashton, that was Ooh. so good. Total gosh. first person, we love it. It's so I, had, like, I had no idea where that was going the whole time and it just got worse and worse. And like a really effective deterrent against staying out after curfew. Yeah, you fucking deserve eight. it if you stay out after curfew. No, I'm kidding. That's eight we don't, we don't victim blame three. bloody bones victims. Listen, oh. man, if he sees you, that's it. You're done. You're done for. That, this this reminds me it. of. Um, have you guys seen the show Attack on Titan? No. The yes. villains in that basically are just like skinless giants. Uh, yeah. terrifying. And right? they're re- no, they're very terrifying. Well, that's terrifying. Yep. Um, and so now I'm going to bring you a slightly less scary myth, uh, but one with a lot cooler kind of potential historically. Um, so this is mm. from friend of the show, our first patron ever, Catherine Addington. Girl, You're telling you. me that the last two don't have important historical importance no, to they the do. world at large? They for sure do. I mean, if we, if we had a collective uh, flash forward to the car growing plants of the future shut up <laughs> listen i'm not gonna stand in the way you should you should contact rose Eveleth about that potential future fuck yes so Catherine writes one summer in high school i worked at gatsby's tavern museum that's with a 
D. So G A D S B Y. Gadsby. Not the not, novel. Not, not the, the great. great one. Thank you guys. I'm glad you both <laughs> made the same joke that I clearly missed. Hey, audio high five. AKA a bar in Alexandria, Virginia that George Washington used to have his birthday parties at. Sweet. I wish I could have attended one of those. Like most colonial taverns, it had a bar or refectory, a ballroom, and a few rooms available for lodging. One of these is known as Room 8, a small, blue-walled room with the window facing what is now City Hall, as well as the local market, which has been there since 1749. Alexandria, old as fuck. That was me, uh, editorializing here. Uh, so nowadays it's all flowers and artisanal breads and fresh produce, but in colonial times it mainly sold slaves and livestock. There's a candle in the window that helps block the view. From time to time, a ghost appears in this window. She wears a long black veil. They always do. They always fucking do. Sometimes it's a white veil. There's always veils. There's always long flowing dresses. I feel, like, I feel like the sort of Bertha Mason and company are like long white dresses, but like the, the head is like... I'm just saying like, you know, the corporeal forms of spirits are never like in jeans and a t-shirt. All right. A monochromatic. This is a main, this is a problem I also have with ghosts. They're always old timey people. <laughs> I want some new timey like, people. God damn it. I don't, it. I don't understand why there's, it's always like, you never see a ghost post the civil war. And I, people, I'm a hundred percent sure people died past that. You know what my issue with ghosts is too, now that we're on a I rant really about do. ghosts. I really do want to know. So ghosts are supposed to be all ego, right? Are they? Yes. A ghost is just the ego of a person when they die that's left over. Like, so like the right. part of them that wants something? Right. Thing? Okay. Like just the whole like, like, slime, lack Slimer of from Ghostbusters. All Slimer wants is pizza. Yes. Because the guy that used to be Slimer presumably just wanted pizza. What? <laughs> Amanda goes, excuse me? <laughs> okay. Amanda, <laughs> moving on. Amanda doesn't know the, uh, the story and mythology behind Slimer from Ghostbusters. Slimer is more Ghostbusters too, which I don't think we've watched yet as a, no, an either. extra. It's okay. Um, so my problem with ghosts is they're supposed to be all ego. And then we have this fucking like bullshit, uh, baby boomer thing. Like, oh, well, you know, uh, millennials are so conceited, blah, blah, blah. They're all ego. Are we going to just be the generation of ghosts? Oh, so like post-Civil War, all ghosts are now millennials? Yes. And, so and we're just like the, checking out the, the dank memes and like figuring out, you know, what we're missing. <laughs> Our ghosts are going to be like internet ghosts that like come up through your computer and post oh, no, dank that's memes it. from 20 years no, no, ago. No, 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 that's it. Is that our our ego, like the thing that we need the most is not to miss out and to know what's happening, like the, what's the latest thing. So we are just like the ghost of like the end of the Tumblr dashboard mm. as it loads to take, to, like, like to look at the next that's thing. That's horrifying. I know. I love Only it. like we just, <laughs> yeah, like we're, we're here for the unending stream of content on the, of hashtag content on the internet. Oh God. So, Guys, so are you are you essentially saying that there haven't been any new ghosts because no one's been egocentric enough for the no, past hundred and some I'm years? I'm saying that is bullshit because if that's true, our generation is just be gonna be like the generation ghosts. of ghosts. But We're gonna have so that, many but, ghosts. But what if that is the case? That would we be haven't amazing. Started to die off yet. What if we just like inhabit the earth as spirits forever as millennial ghosts? It's gonna be like civil war ghosts. Millennial yeah. ghosts. Yeah. That's just going to be the because, way Because, like, goes. greatest generation, silent generation, boomers, they don't have fucking time to be a ghost. Like, they, they're, like, here on Earth and have hard-won, you know, like, lights, and then it ends, and they're like, okay, great, and then thank, they're mad thank at God, us. it's over. 
We should get back to the story. <laughs> yes, we should. Oh, I'm that's sorry. true. That's true. Amanda put down her phone <laughs> and let it go to sleep. That's how long we talked oh, about no. ghosts. Anyway, this ghost is the female stranger, which is the cryptic name by which her famous grave identifies her. I was going to say, that's a really lazy name, but since it's the name on the grave, it's it was way also better. It's 1780s, cool. I think. So, you the know. Female stranger. They were, they were a little bit, you know, less inventive in their lore. Um, so they say she died in this very room, roommate, at the age of 23. Hmm. The story goes that the female stranger arrived in Alexandria by ship in the throes of illness. Her male companion. What? Sorry, pause. They know they know how old she is, but they don't know her name. She's just the female Wait stranger. Wait for it, Julia. Okay, Wait for it. I'm yeah, sorry. Also, also, this is older times. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Where like they would write down baptismal records, but it's just like spawn of like J dot whatever. Like it's it, the person's name doesn't matter. That's but the bullshit, right? I there. know, I know. Okay, just wait for it though. So she arrived in Alexandria by ship in the throes of illness. Her male companion rented roommate and hired a doctor to care for her. The couple refused to reveal their identities to the doctor or to the local woman who tended to the stranger, like her nursemaid, I guess, and swore them all to secrecy regarding their presence. Word spread anyway, of course. They were mysterious foreigners at the city's most frequented establishment. That's some secret royalty right there, if I've ever heard a story before. I was going to say, it's the queen. Any other other suggestions? Uh, Secret queen, bastard husband, no, bastard child of the pope. Rumors abounded then and now. Perhaps the stranger was an English noblewoman who eloped with a British army officer. Definitely. And she fell ill on the way. Perhaps she was Theodosia Burr Alston, daughter of Aaron Burr. I fucking love Theodosia. I'm so sad she died. I know. Uh, But the, the, actually, so she died at sea in a ship. Yeah, also, wasn't she a little bit older than 23 when she disappeared, too? Uh, Yes. Okay. However, uh, Catherine says here that um, people believe that the whole story about her being lost at sea is a cover-up for having married a pirate, which (gasps) is amazing. Yes, 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 yes. And then Catherine editorializes. Yeah, this is better. It's historically impossible, but I believe it anyway. Uh, So do we. Headcanon accepted. Her illness took her fast, and when the stranger died on October 14th, 1816, the man borrowed money from local businessman Lawrence Hill to bury her. Her headstone in nearby St. Paul's Episcopal tells us, This stone is erected by her disconsolate husband, in whose arms she sighed out her last breath, and who under God did his utmost to soothe the cold, dull hour of death. It continues with a quote from Alexander Pope, How loved, how honored once avails thee not, to whom related, or by whom begot, a heap of dust remains of thee. Tis all thou art and all the proud shall be. Um, which is kind of like ashes to ashes. Uh, her male companion repaid Hill, the guy he borrowed money from, and skipped town before Hill realized that the money was counterfeit. Sweet. I was going to be like, where did he get the money from if he had to there borrow it? There you go. Uh, his debts were never repaid, nor the identity of the couple discovered. But there is a happy ending. Local brewery Port City made a beer in her honor called Long Black Veil. Hashtag dope. spirits, hashtag out. That's the most dope story. Thank you so That's much, Catherine. Uh, I totally accept that headcanon. Theodosia would totally be the like badass daughter of like a mom who was formerly married to a British army officer and was like, fuck this. And like went off and married a pirate. Fuck yes. Also, a pirate would give him counterfeit money and then bail out of town. Right. It's in character. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, God, that's so good. Okay, our next story comes from Oliver, and it's titled Devil's Chair. Yes, this is All from right. our, uh, it's a reference to our uh, Ghost of Orlando episode, yeah, I believe. Episode 14, oh. where there was a devil's chair in, uh, in Florida. Mm-hmm. So this person writes, hello, 
I just wanted to comment about episode 14 when you guys and Matt were talking about the Devil's Chair. There's one somewhere in Vermont on Mount Philo. It could be a different mountain. I used to hike up there with my grandfather when I was little. We found a trail named after it and came across a large stump shaped like a chair. We all sat on it, of course. Afterwards, the two cousins I was climbing with both tripped on a wicked high trail. What? Like, it's, like, real high up. Oh. Yeah, yes. like, they're on a mountain, yeah. Eric. The trail's right. super high up. <laughs> I got confused because it was, like, wicked in the non, like, ghosty type of wicked. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> you can only tell tales from Greater Appalachia. Yeah. That's our takeaway here. <laughs> Five years in Boston, <laughs> then you can know wicked is, an, That's like, right. a fucking slag. Afterwards, the two cousins and I were climbing and both tripped on a wicked high trail. One almost fell, but caught himself on a tree. I just thought it was pretty wicked that you guys were talking about it. After binging spirits for about two days, it's honestly awesome. Oh, well, aw. Thanks, you, Oliver. That's awesome. I'm glad your cousin caught himself on a tree before he fell off that ledge. That would have sucked otherwise. Um, So this one's from Deborah, and the subject is Ouija board Michael... Long Island legend question mark? I mean, we're clicking on that email. (laughs) She goes, hi, love the podcast. So I'm not sure if this is an actual urban legend, but it did happen to me while I was in middle school. There was oh, a, if it happened to you, it's, it's, it's real. It's true. Um, there was a group of girls that had a sleepover party. They decided to use a Ouija board and they contacted a spirit of a boy named Michael. Okay, pause. Have you ever done that, Julia? I have played with a Ouija board before, yes. Okay, Eric. Uh, no. I think I have maybe once. I was, I was a, I was a good evangelical kid and we weren't allowed to touch the tools of, and and touch, we weren't allowed to touch the tools of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) And now look at you, you're, you're producing a show somewhat about the tools of Satan. Yeah, to, to, to help people, to help people defend themselves from it. That's my main goal. Clearly, that is what our stories are about. So you can defend yourself from Satan. Yes. Good. So they decided to use a Ouija board and they contacted a spirit of a boy named Michael. They asked the normal questions like, how old were you when you died? How did you die? Etc. So after the sleepover, the girls that were there were getting scratched all over their backs, that, uh, no, which no, left no, no, red no, no, marks. No, 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 no. reason for this. So they attributed it to Michael because I guess something must have happened during the Ouija. Don't really remember because it was a long time ago. My friend came up to me freaking out saying she felt something on her back and asked me to look. I saw scratch marks on her back with no explanation. I was kind of freaked out. There was literally no explanation for the marks to be in the center of her back like that. Like, I guess they were just out of reach from where she could have. And if they were all looking at each other, they kind of just like scratched it surreptitiously. Like I said, not sure if the story got around or has different names, but is creepy. Deb. Thank you, Deb. Deb. I mean, I feel like we had some creepy... Ouija board stories when we were kids. I did Bloody Mary a bunch. We did do Bloody that was Mary. the go to. Oh no, I never did Bloody Mary. Well, because you were a good evangelical child. No, because I was a scared little child. I mean that too. That was that. It was that scary. Was, ooh, I ain't gonna go into a bathroom alone and say something in the mirror. No way. <laughs> I know, like like mirrors, like dramatic lighting. I still won't go to the bathroom in the dark. With the door closed. <laughs> I thought you were gonna like, say alone, and I was like, "Whoa, that must be a, a hamper on your will, lifestyle." I'll go like, like in in the middle of the night. I will go. And I'll, I won't turn on the light, but I I couldn't close that door. If I close that door, then I'm in there with something. <laughs> You've trapped the ghosts in with you, and and yeah, like one of the great pleasures of living alone is is not needing to close the door. I'm trying to think. We definitely had a story that we would tell at um at sleepovers. 
I'm pretty sure it was like the thump thump drag story. Oh, motherfucker! Yeah, okay. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! I don't remember the details of that story. Is this the thump thump drag guy, or is, is this a different thing? No. It, what it did you like think it was? Yeah, it was like a dude who murdered someone and then like had a weird leg, maybe. Yeah, or like oh. a drag, or was dragging like something behind him. Yeah, yeah, like a sack of body parts or something. I don't remember. A murder I don't tools. know this one. I don't think I know that <laughs> one. Murder tools. Yep, it was just full of axes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a short one from Helena. So she said that this story has been told to her by her grandmother, and it's about a strange occurrence that happened to the grandmother when she was a child. Cool. So first person here. Uh, so Erlicht. When my grandmother was still a child, she would accompany her father into the woods, where he would drag wood trunks out of the deep forest with his horse sleigh. My grandmother would play in the woods by herself until her father was done with his work. Awesome 19th century. Like, thanks for just having no childcare standards. Um, At least had, she wasn't doing the work herself. That's true. Yeah. Whenever whenever I, I, we, I would, like, be lazy at home, my dad would be like, at your age, I was literally, like, like laying carting, bricks, like laying bricks, like carting them from thing to thing. My dad had me move piles of bricks just have something to do. And I, uh, anyway, that sounds right. So her dad warned her that she shouldn't wander too far off and only go as far as she could hear the bells on the harnesses of the horses. Terrifying already. So good. I love a good, like, five senses myth. Excellent job so far. One day she was distracted by her game and wandered alone far into the forest. When she noticed that she wandered off, she strained her ears and tried to hear the ringing of the bells, but she could not hear them. Holy shit. My grandma was very upset. No yeah. shit, Sherlock. Yeah. It is extremely scary to get lost in the dark woods, especially as a child or an adult. She looked for a way back when my grandma was suddenly saw a strange glow. Her curiosity mm. took over and she went after it. No! Grandma. That's literally the opposite thing that you should do! How did you live to be a grandma? She followed the weird light until she saw a big stone wall with an iron gate in it. The strange structure in the middle of the woods glowed like the setting sun. And even the space between the stones emitted a wonderful light. Awestruck, the grandmother passed the That's portal. That's heaven! <laughs> Awestruck, Don't go there. My grandmother passed through the portal, and as soon as she set foot on the other side, she could hear the ringing bells again. So, like, she timed, she, like, distance traveled <laughs> she or whatever. She time traveled back to the sled. She warped. Or war there, warped is the word. She stargated back to the sled. I guess, I guess the word that I meant is traveled. <laughs> like, so creepy. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Ah, so good. Thank you. So this is from good friend of the podcast, Michael Schubert. Shoops. Um, with an email titled, oh my God, I love your show so much. Here's my hometown legend. All in caps, because this is Mike we're talking about here. So it starts with, hey guys, first off, huge fan. Absolutely love <laughs> spirits. And I adored you two on Potterless. Uh, oh yeah, nice, nice backdoor plug for his own <laughs> podcast. Right. We plug no. it enough where it's we, okay. We love like, like he didn't trust us to do it, so he's like, <laughs> "I will make sure it happens." He's got it. Also, Listen. also Eric Schneider appearing in Order of the Phoenix later this year. I'm Ooh. so excited, man! I'm taking the end of that, I think, and I'm really stoked about it. I'm pumped. All right, so he goes. Anyway, here's my hometown legend, the Jersey Devil, because of course he's from Jersey. Yes. The origin goes that the Jersey Devil was the child of a resident of the Pine Barrens, New Jersey, named Deborah Leeds. She had twelve children, and after finding out she was pregnant for the thirteenth time, girl, slow down. Cursed the child in frustration. Horrible idea. Crying that the child would be the devil. Well, obviously it's your thirteenth, and you cursed it. 
These are all Mike's own interjections, by the way. Yeah, these are his all-caps parentheticals. On a dark and stormy night, of course, in 1735, did New Jersey even exist? Mother Leeds gave birth, and the child was completely normal. Dot, dot, dot. At first, it turned into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail, which sounds horrifying. Some changeling shit. Uh, But if you Google search the images of the Jersey Devil, all the drawings make it look lame AF. The devil then killed the midwife, flew up the chimney, and escaped into the nearby forest. The lore was published in a newspaper in 1856, and the first sighting of the devil was published in 1887. Other encounters include Commodore Stephen Decatur seeing it while inspecting his cannonballs, who shot it with a cannonball to no effect! (laughs) I like the idea of someone inspecting their cannonballs. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> Look, this one's, this one's heavy and round. Uh, so is this one. It's very military. I'm about it. Joseph Bonaparte, the elder brother of Napoleon, but who's taller, also claimed to have seen it in 1820. But the big year for sightings was in 1909. Wow, that's a long time. From January 16th to the 23rd, Hundreds of articles were published about sightings all over the state. Reportings of creature attacking a trolley car, unidentifiable footprints in the snow, killing livestock, etc. Many reports cite people or policemen shooting the devil to no effort. It's like shooting at Superman. Why do you do that? You know it's not going to work. I don't know. What else are you going to do, though? Just look. I mean, it's a devil. You got to try something. I mean, I guess. Eventually, the Philadelphia Zoo offered a $10,000 reward for its capture, which led to a oh? bunch of fakes, like someone trying a kangaroo with artificial wings. I mean, good try. Kangaroos that's look a solid like choice. devilish yeah. shit. Yeah, kangaroo, kangaroos have abs, and that's not true. <laughs> kangaroos should not have abs. Not visible ones, at least. Oh, uh, no one so should. Creepy. It's not fair. Best part about this legend is that it led to the name of the NHL team, the New Jersey Devils. When the Colorado Rockies, yes, the same name as Colorado's now baseball team, relocated Mike, I to, never would I have realized that. <laughs> relocated to New Jersey, a fan poll decided that the name should be the New Jersey Devils, which is dope. So proud of my homeland. Which of your legends has a major sports team named after it, huh? Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. I love you and your show so much, and I hope every episode of Potterless from here on out has you on it. Stay I creepy, mean, stay cool. Mike Schubert, your number one fan. We're available, Mike. We're always available, Mike. Thank you. Did you hear much about the Jersey Devil growing up on Long Island, yes. which is like the other side of New York City, yes. for those who are not around? For sure. I never did. Really? Yeah. I mean, I knew it was a thing, but I never like heard the legend recounted. I think a really big deal, too, was that someone claimed to have a video of it maybe a couple of years ago. Oh, really? I remember seeing this video. It was like, it was a year or two ago. Okay, and it's, cool. It You just see something fly by. And it looks like, like a goat, a little bit. It looks like someone essentially attached like some wings to a goat and threw it in the air because it doesn't the, the wings don't the wings don't flap and it's only in like the like shot for like maybe 20 frames and it doesn't really move it just stays it just goes it just kind of just kind of floats through the air yeah good try good one okay our last one last one so this is all the way speaking of kangaroos from down under for uh, from from Rowan, our good friend Eric's my old school friend from YouTube. Um, so he writes in an urban legend I grew up hearing about in my hometown of Darwin, North Territory, Australia, was the Poinziana woman, which I think I'm pronouncing correctly. He does put in a spelling. Thing, he does. Doesn't he? Don't call me out here <laughs> for getting it wrong, despite 
the enunciation. Just, I'm trying. Just I'm making trying. sure. Poinziana. The Poinziana woman is a wraith that haunts East Point, a peninsula which is part nature reserve, part military base covered in Poinziana trees, which are covered in bright red blooms. Those seem like two very different things, nature preserve and military base. Well, it could be an ex- Military base that's turned into a nature preserve or just happened to be both. Okay. I don't know. But uh, depending on who you ask, she was raped either by Japanese or Australian soldiers in World War II and hanged herself in the Poinziana tree when she discovered she was pregnant. Ooh, so far not great. Starting real bummer, Rowan. I'm trusting you to get better, but let's see. So she appears as a beautiful young Asian woman in white robes with red Poinziana flowers in her long hair. Cool. Her blood-curdling screams can be heard most mm. nights as she roams among the trees where she died. Not great. She stalks and lures men with her beauty before transforming into an undead hag with sharp wooden fingers she uses to rip them open. Sharp wooden fingers I'm all about. And feast on their guts. Yes. She will come to the rescue of any woman who is attacked on East Point. This is And will good. attack anyone who summons her by spinning around three times while saying her name. Less good. Teens attempt this frequently in Darwin as God a rite of passage. damn it. Come on, teens. Yeah, stop it, teens. East Point is also a popular spot for teens to go and make out in their cars. Don't get do into that. Do teens. Come on. The story started with rape. Please don't do that. And there are so many better places to make out than cars. Like, come on. So, one story in particular is when the Poinsiana woman is attacked, a couple who were getting frisky in their car. They locked the doors and sped off, but when they got home, they discovered the long gashes her wooden mm, claws left shit. in the car door. Ah, love a good, like, physical evidence of a supernatural myth type thing. Is that the end of the story? It is. Um, I'm going to tell a story of when Jake and I ran into a ghost once. Oh, I remember the story. Okay, yes, good. Go. I don't um, know this story. Yeah. Okay. Buckle in, Eric. So Amanda and I did theater in high school when we did Hell Week, which is the week leading up to a show, we would stay pretty late. Like you could stay at the school until like midnight. Yeah. It's midnight, so it's not like I can bring Jake back to my place to, you know, hang out with him. So we went around the corner to, like, you know, make out a little bit in the back of seat of his car. Um, and it's kind of like a weird, foggy night. Um, and you're, like, on a, on a suburban street? We're or in a in suburban street. Okay. Uh, kind of, there's a dead end on one side, and then it's a regular street, and we're kind of parked on the corner. And so... We're making out in the back. I see kind of a shadow go by because we're down the street from a a lamppost. So I can kind of see. Um, And so I see a shadow go by. I kind of ignore it. Don't really say anything. And then I see another shadow go by. And I'm just like, Jake, one second. Hold on. So I sit up and I look out the front of the car through the, uh, the Windshield. windshield. And there is a dude... With a dog, a big dog, looks like a uh, German Shepherd or something. Okay. Standing in the middle of the street directly under the spotlight. So, like, like several cars away from you, like car lengths away? Yeah, he's maybe... Not, like, right outside the car looking Like, in. 25 yards oh, away okay. from us. All right. Um, and I hit Jake. I'm like, we need to leave. And so this dude, this figure who's just a shadowy, tall figure with a big dog next to him stares us down as Jake gets into the front seat, puts the car in reverse, and just backs us off the street and down the other side. Wow. And that's uh, how I almost got murdered slash haunted. Did Jake have to get out of the car to get to the front seat? No. Okay, No, we just crawled through the front. (laughs) That would have been terrible. Poor thing. Anyway, so that's my urban legend story. That's so good. 
I, yeah. It's a pretty good one, I think. And several of you also sent us uh, like links to various things that are from your hometowns. Mm -hmm. So we're going to include those in the description um, for folks to check out. We love hearing these. We may do another one of these episodes in the future, but in the meantime, we eat the shit up. So like, please yeah, send, send us, us a story, creepy stuff. Or if your grandparents have stories, um, you know, that they, that they tell you all the time, it's uh, it's always fun to hear someone else's grandparents' story because it doesn't take as long as your actual grandparents. Yeah, like how your grandma stargated through a woods or almost pretended to murder you. Whatever works. Yeah, yeah just grandpas jumping crazy. down from trees to scare kids. Like, there was a whole structure and stuff, and then she, like, warped around. I know, and it reminds us of our D&D campaign where it we does. have recently seen a big castle appearing in the middle of the woods. Yeah. It was great. Shit. Ugh, so good. You guys rock. We love you. You guys are so creepy. We love it. So thanks again, y'all. And remember, stay creepy. Stay cool. Stay safe. <laughs> thanks, Eric. <Harry. laughs> thanks, Mom. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time. <laughs>